0: All right, let's have a word of prayer. week. Move on. This is the last part of chapter thirteen. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, uh, our hearts uh, are heavy with Debbie this morning for uh, Larry's family and this just uh, really messed up situation. At the end of the day, it's it's all about uh, pride and people refusing to give up the throne of their hearts. Hmm to the lordship of christ yes and uh and of you heaven uh, and uh when we when we give you the finger to live life on our terms rather than yours this is what happens uh, to one degree or another and uh we don't all go to the fullest fullest extent of evil that uh, we we see illustrated by maybe serial killers or or uh serial rapists uh camels or whatever but uh but to one degree or another, nobody stays neutral. We're either uh, being called upwards, as Paul said, the upward call of Christ, or we're descending into, into pride and sin and, and ever-increasing debauchery. And, <clears throat> and so, Father, we as we shake our heads this morning, we can't help, but uh, it's very timely, actually, because as we look at this example of Peter, we're reminded that we ourselves have these weaknesses. We... We ourselves are very likely to abandon the faith, were it not for you holding us fast. So we thank you for your grace. Uh, the fact that just like you told them and you tell us as well, uh, you didn't choose me, but I chose you to go there for you. What a blessing. What a blessing we have to know you, to walk in the light. Have you as our shepherd. Have a place, uh, like the song we're singing, that, uh, that, that through the dark valley, every inch of that, you lead us through. Uh, you haven't abandoned us, uh, but you are with us through the ups and downs, the highs and the lows of life. And you are bringing us uh, ever closer in this life through sanctification uh, to what we ought to be. And you will one day perfect that in every single be believer. Not one will be left behind. We thank you for that. It's to your glory uh, that this happens. And I pray that you would open your word to us by your spirit this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Last section in John 13. Um, <clears throat> kind of a predictable title there. Jesus predicts Jesus uh, Peter's denial. Right? Now that's what we're looking at here um chapter 12 marks the end of the first major section in john which is the public ministry of jesus centrally and we're uh just completing uh the first chapter in the second section which is i think of it just you know personally uh uh I don't want to say this. In an abbreviated way, in my own mind, I just think of it as his private ministry. Although, you know, when he went to the cross, it was obviously very public. But his teaching here, these five chapters uh, are teaching not given in the temple, right? But given privately in the upper room, and then apparently on the way from the upper room to the garden, and then possibly also in the garden as well. Um, and, and, and so, and then after his resurrection, his ministry was exclusively to his church, right, his fledgling church, which really was, you might say, almost still in the womb at that point, wasn't really, quote unquote, born until Pentecost when the Spirit came, but it's still it's still developing, right? And Jesus, uh, we're going to see that when we get into, uh, was it chapter 21 with chapter 20, with all of the, um, and 21 as well, with the post-resurrection appearances, of Jesus um, that, that what he apparently did was he took them uh, through the old Testament scriptures in detail. Okay. To show them how what happened to him was in fact, God's plan all along. All right. So we've been, we've been looking at the upper room and we, we saw uh, where the disciples, remember the disciples came in with a lot of uh, enthusiasm and excitement about the the kingdom, which was in their minds imminent and uh, about to happen, and uh, um, that is the material kingdom. And oh, uh, um, guys, we got new notes this morning. So, uh, please, uh, Rick, do you mind making some copies? I we only got
1: two more. Yes, right. right. Let's yeah. make it, maybe three uh, more copies? Eh? Oh yeah. Be good. I was really aggressive this morning printing twelve copies. That's even that we're going so that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, cool. So John chapter 13, we're in the last section. Uh,
0: thirty uh, six to thirty eight, and uh remember that the, the disciples came into the upper room on on cloud nine. They thought that the the physical kingdom was going to come now, and and it wasn't without scriptural support. You know, Dorian and I've been talking again about this. If you go back and and if you if you have a a plan where you read to the Bible in a year, when you go through all those prophets, it's like oh wow oh yeah yeah, and you can just see all of those those prophecies and so they just didn't make it up uh it it had scriptural support it's just that it wasn't god's plan i'm I'm, in our other bible study where we've been going through john this is the one i I do through work uh we're finished with john now and we're getting ready to go into ephesians and one of the things that struck me about ephesians is how many times paul talks about uh the greek word mysterion. it's translated mystery right and this is one of the mysteries. This is one of the things that God <clears throat> reserved. He didn't disclose it in the Old Testament right away, but it's now revealed in the New Testament. And that is that that, that uh, uh, one of those mysteries is that the nation would reject their Messiah and that also that the, the Gentiles would be included in those promises, drafted in. you know, As Paul says in, in Romans 9, 10, 11, heck, the... the the olive branches, right? The illustration he uses. Um, so so these were things that the disciples were still confused about anyway. And the, and the point is that, that we're now in that private ministry of Jesus, where from here on out he's teaching those who have been faithful and have been staying with him. Okay. The trick is: why are they faithful and the rest not faithful? Okay. And what we're looking at here now in Jesus predicting Peter's denial is that it didn't depend on them. Okay. The lesson of Judas, who we looked at two notes back, right, the apostle of apostasy, we called him, and Peter, is not that Peter was somehow just, you know, lucky or able to exercise a stronger will, and, and he persevered and came through even though he denied the Lord. No, no. It it has to do with what what Jesus has already told them. When Peter was questioning the Lord as washing his feet, he says, I've already washed all of you. It's just except for one, right? You only only need to have your feet washed. We'll see that same concept come up again at the beginning of chapter 15, where he uses a very similar term, uh, translated prune a lot of times, but it really means clean. Um, they've already been selected, cleaned, and chosen by God the Father and the Son in eternity past, and he holds on to them. Isn't that good? He protects them. We'll see that in chapter 17 as well, when he prays to the Father, asking the Father to uh, to do the same thing, to watch and protect his own while he goes to the cross. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that's kind of a little bit of a context setting. Uh, he's, he's bringing the mood way down, right? The disciples are way up here emotionally, thinking the kingdom is coming now, and he's bringing it down, because he's on his way down in humility, past foot washing, which they thought it couldn't get any lower, uh, but he's going to the cross. And uh, <laughs> what is, I was thinking about this print is, what's interesting is, Peter is also, and the rest of the disciples, who Peter's like a type of the disciples. Right? And, and, and this, there's a sense in which they also are going down, but not in the way they think so. They're not going down in humility, they're going down in pride, right? And, and what's interesting is the end result of, of Christ's humility, where that ends up in exaltation of glory and, and versus their pride, which they think, you know, Peter especially is really convinced that he's going to hold fast, I'm going to die with you, right? And what, what actually ends up happening is the opposite, right? He's ashamed and embarrassed, uh, and when we get to the Niles, you'll see just how strong, how strong his Niles were. Really shocked, really. All right. All right, this is our custom. Let's read through the notes uh, before we get into our text. Put that little uh, verse from 1 Corinthians ten twelve. I hope that was a good Kind of summary and even a warning and application for all of us as well as we look at the at the lesson from Peter's life and his denials here. Uh, so if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall, right? And you know what verse comes right after that? There is no temptation taking you, which is uncommon. So even if you do stumble and fall, <clears throat> the Lord will provide a way of escape, right? He has He has provided confession of sin and, and other means of grace by which we can recover from that uh, if we are his own. Um, but, but still, the warning is there, right? Be careful in your Christian walk. All right, so we'll say more about that as we go on. First of all, what struck me here is we, um, let's, let's, um, let's, read this text a little bit, because uh, what's in front of us now um, feeds off of that a little bit, okay? So we're going to take kind of a tangential, kind of a quick tangential study on this phrase, follow me. Uh, So but let's see how that's used in our text. So let's read that together. Uh, John 13, 36 to 38. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate that.
1: Everybody got notes? Yes. Okay all right john
0: 13 uh why don't I have somebody read that john 13 36 to 38
1: Simon Peter asked Lord where are you going and Jesus replied you can't go with me now but you will follow me later but why can't I come now Lord he asked I'm ready to die for you Jesus answered die for me i tell you the truth peter before the rooster crows tomorrow morning you will deny me three times that you even know me okay thank you <clears throat> um so let's read our,
0: our section here no, well, notice in there um the word the the, the phrase follow me right Peter, Peter asks this question, where are you going? And Jesus answers, says, Where I'm going, you cannot follow me now. Okay. But you will follow afterward. And I got to thinking about that, okay, what is, because that's certainly not the first. thing. you've been reading the gospels at all and paying attention over the last however many years you've been a believer in, in church or your own Bible study, it's hard to miss that command right he says that a lot Jesus says that a lot so I began to say well let's let's take a look as, for a second let me just I'm always curious when, when you see something like that show up again and again and again and we've seen it before in the gospel of John and I'm thinking okay well, I, I know kind of vaguely I've seen it in the other gospels but let's let's put some you know parameters around that let's put some numbers on that and really define you know how many times does that show up and, and what, is, what does he mean by that okay so that's what we have in front of us here what does Jesus mean by follow me? When something is repeated multiple times in all four Gospels, this is a signal to, to us that it is important and should be kept at the forefront of our thoughts. Do you agree? Mm, yes. Mm. No less, arguably now, okay, I argue with myself, and I'll talk about that here in a minute, but 20 times that's what I count. 20 times in all four Gospels, Six in Matthew, four in Mark and Luke, respectively, and six in John. Jesus issues the command directly and sometimes implied. I'll show you where that happens, okay? Follow me. Here are the places where they appear, okay? So let's just go down this list, and you can read with me here. These are in the SV. first one is in Matthew 4.19. He said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. This happens, um, best I can tell, uh, around the same time that they are commissioned, uh, kind of officially. The Lord had had met them earlier. This them being uh, Peter and Andrew, James and John, the four, those four particularly, he had met them earlier. John has already told us about that at the beginning of his gospel. But they didn't; they weren't really following him until this point. And and what Matthew's referencing here. Same thing, Luke, Luke gives us more detail in chapter 5. What What happened was that they had been fishing all night, right? And they hadn't caught anything, and he gets into Peter's boat, and they he preaches, and then he says, go out and let down. When we get to chapter 21, we'll look at that in a lot more detail because Jesus takes them back to that same place, post-resurrection. It's beautiful. It's really a great thing. Um, I, I For years, I really kind of misunderstood that conversation between Peter and Jesus, you know, do you love me? Be my sheep. Um, there's really a whole very different dynamic happening there than I think most people interpret that. But anyway, um, so that's what is happening here, and, and 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 in connection with that, after that miracle where Peter is convicted of his sin and his lack of of belief, because Jesus told him cast nets, and he cast one little net, <laughs> and and, and it, the grace of God just rebuked him and. Anyway, so then he tells all of them collectively, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Okay. Follow me. That's the command. Notice the command is not uh, go go, and train yourself to become fishers of men. Man, it's just follow Okay, Look at the next one, uh, Matthew 8, 22, And Jesus said to them, to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. you remember that? That's one of the, uh, someone comes and says, well, I'll follow you. And, uh, and 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 but first I need to go and bury my father. It wasn't that uh, you know his dad was laying dead you know uh, uh, in the bed or something. And and you know I don't take care of this, that wasn't the idea. The idea was let me play out my my parents' senior years. So then I can get my inheritance, and then I can come and follow you. And Jesus' response is quite shocking: "Let the dead bury their own dead." Um, that's a kind of a play on words. He's talking about those are spiritually then very, <clears throat> then, right? Follow me. What's the implication? You'll have life. Yeah. Follow, but there's the command again, right? Follow me. Uh, Matthew uh, 9 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. He rose and followed him, leaving behind his business. Right, Left everything behind. Matthew 10, 38. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. This idea of taking up the cross and follow me are closely connected. We'll see that in, in, in more in just a minute. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus uh, told his disciples... If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. See, so you could hear that again, that same phrase, same idea. Notice that he adds a, an additional uh, explanation in that definition, you might say. Let him what? Deny what? Of himself. Take up his cross
1: and follow me.
2: You know, it just struck me. I never did that you, you see he tells about the you pick up your cross and follow me. He's talking about the cross three years before he was crucified. Yes. And it just struck me all of a sudden. I never paid attention to it.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. On
0: some of the prior notes, we've, we've, we've been talking about what, what we're terming the way of the cross on several of the notes. And what in fact, in one, I think there's a prior notes, um, very similar idea, probably the same idea you had that struck me as well was that Jesus died many times before the cross in the sense that he died, he denied himself, right? How many times did he put aside his own wants, his own desires, his own frustration with them, you know, uh, not just the disciples, but his enemies as well. You know, I have much to say about you, but the judgment is coming, right? Things like that. How many times did he set aside what he wanted in the moment to do what God wanted to do through him? in loving and parting love and grace in, to those people, right, including his enemies. Nice? Dying self. The, the, the dying self, That's the way of the cross. Mm-hmm. That's right for all of us. Right, exactly. Right. It's 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 not just for Jesus. Right. The cross. You know, over there, the cross. We've been saying the cross on the flag that we have there, the Christian flag, or outside on our sign, is not just an emblem of what he has done in redeeming sin. It's the
1: whole Christian life, in this in this time. All right. Good. Thank you, Nick. Goodness. Nineteen, uh,
0: Matthew nineteen twenty-one. Jesus said to him, "If if uh, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me." That's uh, directed, of course, at the rich young ruler. Right? Who came. Uh, when he says "perfect," there he doesn't mean like completely flawless. What he means is mature. If you want to be complete. There's, there's another example of, of somebody who, if you want life, if you really want forgiveness, like you say you do, if you really want uh, uh, to be right with God, come and follow me with a side. All right, we move to Mark, Mark 1.17. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Okay, very similar to the exact same occasion as what we talked about there with, with Matthew and uh, Luke 5. Uh, Luke, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Mark two fourteen, and as he passed by, he saw Levi, son of Alpheus, sitting at the tax booth, and said to him, "Follow me." He rose and followed him. Uh, Mark two, Mark eight, thirty four, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me." Notice um this particular occasion, it doesn't, it's not it's not directed at a, a single individual who's come up and said, I would like to be one of your disciples. It's directed generally to anyone who's listening. Okay, anyone who's listening. <clears throat> so what, what I'm trying to get through get to there is this command, among the things that we're seeing about this command is that it's not for just a certain little, maybe, super group of disciples. There's not a two-tiered disciple call here, right? They're those who are really following Jesus and those who are maybe casually following him, okay? That's important. <laughs> That's important. It's yeah. the same call regardless of who you are. If you want to follow Jesus you got to deny yourself and take up your cross.
2: And also, Levi, in the textbook, is the Matthew. Yes, yes, yes. That's thank, you.
0: thank you. That's right. That's right. I guess
1: I just took that for granted. But thank you. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That is Matthew. Um, uh,
0: Mark 10, 21. And Jesus, looking at him, this is a, a, the rich young ruler again, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go sell all you have. Give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. We move into Luke now, Luke 5, 27. After this, he went out and saw a tax uh, collector named Levi, or Matthew, right? Sitting at the booth, he said to him, follow me. Interesting, that's in all three of those Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels. Uh, Luke 9, 23. And he said to them, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, Luke adds this interesting little word, daily, and follow me. So we learn something else. Not only is this self-denial and, and, and taking up the cross, whatever that means, okay? And it's not it's for everyone who wants to be a disciple of his, okay? Not just some, but everyone. But we also know that it's not like a one-time thing, kind of like what you're saying, Nick. It's The idea of the cross is not, I go to a cross and I die one time and it's done, but it's, it's a continual daily activity that is, is, is a denial of self. I have to constantly, the way Paul phrases it in, in, in Romans uh, 12, 1 and 2, is, is um, to, to continually offer our bodies and our minds as a living sacrifice. Uh, those two words shouldn't belong together, right? right? Not when you're talking in priestly terms. You kill a sacrifice and then you put it on an altar, and it's dead. But well, what is a living sacrifice? It keeps wanting to get off the altar, right? Uh, same idea. Um, all right. So, so that that little word that Luke adds is important. That day, uh, cross, take up his cross daily. Follow me. Uh, Luke nine fifty nine, same chapter. To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Similar to what we read in Matthew. Luke 18, 22, When Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Same story of the rich ruler. Now we move into John. Okay. What's interesting to me is that John... Is, is on par with Matthew and having this phrase six times, okay? Mark and Luke have it four, John and Matthew have it six times. So it's very important for our study of the gospel of John. Uh, John 1, is the first time we encounter this. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found
1: Philip and said to him, same thing again, follow me. Um. Uh,
0: then we skip a number of chapters, and then chapter 10, uh, verses 4 through 5, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. Now, this one is one that that I argued with myself about whether this is an actual follow me. And and I included it here because it has the same idea, but it doesn't have the actual phrase follow me. And I didn't include it in our count of above. So this is maybe, if you want to throw it in there, it could be the 21st time. But but really he doesn't he doesn't use that phrase follow me but the idea is there okay so in John ten he's talking about I am the door for the sheep and I am the good shepherd right and the mark what is the mark of those sheep who hear his voice well, they follow him okay that's uh, uh, uh four and five right verses four and five chapter ten when he has brought out all his own he goes before them and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. A, the, the flip side of that is a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. They do not know the voice of strangers, right? They know they know the real shepherd from the fakers, from those who mean them harm. That's the proof there it is. That's the proof. That's right. That's the truth. What's interesting to me, too, about that is. Notice that he says they he goes in the in the command follow me, it's implied that Jesus is in front of you, right? Yeah, that's right. But here it's explicit. He goes before them and they follow him. You hear that? So it's 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 really emphasizing that point that Jesus is not one of those, as we say today in our modern vernacular, who lead from behind. He leads from front. That's right. Okay? So, for, for those of us who are in leadership, and we all have some kind of leadership role somewhere, okay, it's a good example for you, right? It's not just do as I say, do as I you know, do, right? Let me, let me just not just tell you what you need to do, let me show you how to do it. Let me
1: model that for you. You said in military, too, it a good commander. That's right. They're sitting behind watching the scripture you all
0: go out there and put your own lives on the line yeah I think about that with with these terrorist groups you know you get these older men with their long beards and their presumed wisdom sending these young people to their deaths and thinking to myself you should personally dare strapping that vest to yourself.
1: Practically speaking this is a practice or a process that should begin every day. What do you mean? We want to follow him. To begin the day with that thought, with that oh, right, we right. To follow him. Set that in your mind. Yeah, because it's so easy not. To. It's so easy to get tired up to That's true. And I'm speaking from experience as well. But I know experience. That's
0: why we we make such a point of spending time with the Lord every day in the Word, and preferably in the morning, right? Because. Before you just charge out into the day and go do your thing, whatever that is, right? And we've all, you've all had, we've all had time, you know, you got to get up at three a.m. for for a four thirty flight or something. You know, you don't always have the amount of time you really like to spend with the Lord, and and, and but it's but that's absolutely right. You know, just just stop for a second, commit. Okay, that's right. Not my own, but bought with a price. You know, therefore honor God with your body, your money, your time, your all of these things, right? Good point. All right, so strangely, they will not follow. Um, same chapter, chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. You don't hear a two-class system there again, right? All his sheep do this. This is how you know his sheep from those who aren't his sheep. Chapter 12, verse 26. Um, if anyone serves me, he must what follow me and where i am there will my servant be also if anyone serves me the father will honor him that's that we started really zeroing in on the way of the cross there in that part of chapter 12 you may remember that okay now he talks about in that context is where he talks about a seed unless it goes into the ground and dies it can't bear any fruit right but it goes into the ground and dies it bears much fruit and he doesn't just apply that to himself Right, but he applies it to anyone who wants to come after him, saying that's that way of the cross. Chapter 13, verse 36. Simon Peter said to him, This is where we are in our text, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. And then in in um Two more of them in chapter 21. This he said to show by what kind of death. That's talking about Peter now. What kind of death Peter was going to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, what? Follow me. Not two verses later, Peter's already distracted with John. What about him? He told me about my future. What about his future? Jesus is like,
1: boy, they... (laughs) They didn't play that, right. that's maybe. Yeah. But that's... It. Yeah. So, verse 22. Jesus
0: said to him, again to Peter, If it is my will that he, that is John, remains until I come, what is that to you, Peter? You follow me. Let me say it again. Five minutes later, you, what? Follow me. Follow me.
1: Peter, I from well, right here. Follow me. Right
2: here. It's not like Peter never <coughs>
1: So, <laughs> Peter had
0: the same problem wow. we all do. That's a prideful heart that wants its own glory and put itself I first. Sticking nose in everybody else's business.
2: Yeah, but do you see the difference in, in what he wrote in the Acts 2? He completely changed. After what he was yes. filled by the Holy Spirit, completely different. He was changed. Yeah, but before it was very nosy. He was engaged his brain before, miles before the brain.
0: That's it right. Like that. That's <clears throat> right. No filter between here and here. Yeah, yeah. yeah he right. say, that, that's good. What comes up comes out. I yeah. know
2: that. That's He loves it.
0: That's right. That's right. Amen. Which is good news for us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's, uh, next page. Today, we talk about following somebody on social media. You know what I'm talking about, right? So well, I'm following that person, and follow me over here on Twitter, right? This is somewhat familiar or similar to the idea Jesus had in the sense that the follower continues to listen and respond to the one being followed. However, we might follow someone for any number of reasons and not always because we like or agree with the person. So the illustration for the phrase, you know, following somebody breaks down at that point. In this command, Jesus is speaking of undivided loyalty, commitment, and obedience to his lordship that endures to the end of the journey. In other words, to follow him is to worship him and serve him as lord of your own life. Personally and specifically, I wanted to put those two words in there to drive home the point of this individuality of this command. Not just a vague, generalized acknowledgement that he is Lord universally. We have a lot of people, there, there was a big controversy, uh, and I guess it still is out there, but um, years some years ago over so-called Lordship salvation, right? And uh, John MacArthur, and, and there were other believers, other preachers as well who were faithful to that. But he particularly wrote a controversial book called The Gospel According to Jesus and where he addresses this point. And he was, he's absolutely right because we have, and we we're particularly in our area, you got church on every street corner, and you got a lot of people who, who think that because I said a magic prayer at some point, you know, and, and I have some vague loose affiliation with Jesus and the in the macro that that qualifies me to be a disciple. Of this. And that is flatly wrong. So. Hey, hey right. Right. Good, good to see you.
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I brought my first wife along. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. right. Your favorite wife. Thank you. Thank you
0: for being here. Bruce and his uh, dear bride are, are our ministry partners for this morning, so we're glad to see them. All the way from
2: Florida
1: here.
2: Uh, all
0: right, let's continue on. Next paragraph there. This is another way of commanding us to walk the way of the cross that we've been discussing in the prior notes. In our text, when Peter asks Jesus where he is going, he replies that Peter can't come at this time, but that he will come later. Okay, there's some encouraging. and and I we touched on that in the prior notes a little bit. but remember, verse thirty three is what we call the gut punch, right? Where not only not only did not only did Jesus have to rebuke them for their pride, wash their feet, and then say one of you is going to betray me, and the emotions are going down, 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 down with each statement. But then verse thirty three he effectively equates them with his enemies and he says, just like I told my enemies to choose, I'm telling you I'm going and where I'm going, to cannot come. And they're just totally devastated with that. That's the emotional low point for them. But here in this text now, he says let me qualify a little bit by saying you can't come right now
1: but later you will come. And that's not just for Peter. That's all the response. Like, okay. Um, so,
0: he, here's here's okay. So here's where it's coming come down. This is where the way of the cross is really explained for us as we think through. Uh, he replies that Peter can't come at this time, but he will come later. Where is Jesus going that Peter can't come? To the cross,
1: okay.
0: physical cross. Will Peter come later? Yes, he will. Literally, go to a cross which Jesus predicts in John twenty-one eighteen and nineteen. Jesus is going to predict that, it's 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 uh, it's, it's a euphemism, he says you can stretch your arms out, that's a euphemism, just like being lifted up is an euphemism for crucifixion, stretching your arms out. You get that guy. Uh, and John clarifies that by saying in verse, in verse 19, he said this predicting what kind of death, just in case you're not really following, you just kind of doubt, he's the of So the point is, yes, Peter will in fact go to a cross later, but not whiteness, okay? But but, let's keep reading this. And this same path will be trod by all Christ followers, whether it ends in an actual cross or metaphorically as the way of dying to self and living exclusively for God's glory and the good of others. Lots of verses that deal with this. Well, we've looked at some of these already. Uh, anyone takes up his cross is not willing to take his cross and follow me. It's not worthy of me. Uh, anyone wants to come after me let him take up his cross daily. Deny I himself take his cross daily and follow me. All those verses are listed there. Galatians 2.20. Anybody know what that says?
1: I have been crucified that not I but Nevertheless, I, I live right live in the midlife. I, I, mean, I live by the of the Son of God. Good. Good. Good.
0: Maybe between all of us, we'll get the verse. <laughs> That's probably worth reading again, right? Just look over there. there. It's worth Galatians, it's worth, yes. It's not <laughs> just a... It's not just something you want to tattoo on your yeah. chest. Yeah. You want to live that. Galatians 2.20. For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Right? That's the call of every believer. It's not just Paul. Uh, that's what following him means. Following Jesus means that, it means taking up the cross, walking the way of the cross. Philippians 2 1 through 5. Uh, probably also worth reading. If you want to flip there. Uh, I'm sorry to do that quick to be here right the you can uh, figure, that's why I print notes because you can
1: you can go on back on your own and look these up in the leisure um,
0: so if there's any encouragement this is Philippians 2, 1-5 through 5. there's any encouragement in Christ any comfort from love any participation in the spirit any affection and sympathy complete my joy by being what? of the same mind having the same love being in full accord and of one mind, do I right, fall? What is that one mind? How, how, what is it that we're all striving to think like? Okay? Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Okay, it's part of that definition of that one mind. Let each of you look not. Only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to talk about how he left glory, right? And, and equality with God. And he was born in flesh and he walked this dusty earth and made himself a servant uh, and died even death on the cross, right? All of that in the in that passage, that stepping down. We are to have that same mindset first peter four one through two peter says now this is actually peter right so nick what you said earlier he did he learn his lesson yes he did (laughs) he learned enough um, took the holy spirit took a lot of patience from the lord right but he got there Um, first peter four one through two therefore christ suffered in the flesh or since therefore christ suffered in the flesh arm yourselves with the same way of thinking for whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin so so as to not live for the rest of the time in the flesh so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for human passions but for the will of God. For the time that is uh, past suffices for what the Gentiles want to do living in sensuality Passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery. They malign you. Right? Um, so, so the cost—the cost of following Christ—means um, all of that. Laying aside what you used to do, right? Following Him, even at the cost of others. I understand. I think Rick's testimony lost a lot of friends. They used to party with them, right? Uh, and that's not just... You know what surprised me? I had a different kind of testimony. I didn't... In high school, I wasn't a big party animal, well, mainly because I was in... Well, part of it... Part of it was I was a little Pharisee, okay? And, and I didn't do those things, okay? But but part of it, too, was being in Christian schools. that had a lot more sort of guardrails. But when I got saved after thinking I was safe for a long time, I was so excited, and, and I went to church and thought everybody was going to be excited with me. Guess what I found out? No, That really surprised me. As And and so what Paul writes to Timothy, you know, you don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth. I had some older adults, that's nice, good, good boy, I'm glad you're excited about Jesus. You know, maybe they didn't intend it that way, but that's the way it came across. And and you, know, you talk to people, and they're sort of, in church, so they're not hating you openly, but it's sort of like, you know, trying to nail Jello to the wall—you don't get
1: anywhere. No, No right.
2: sense. You know, some people think that you're crazy. That's what happened to me when I broke. But a lot of those family members—they understand. Well, mm-hmm. crazy vision.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's hard.
2: They still talk to her, but they don't support her. Right. They, they think she's she in the wrong head.
1: You know what? I also, I find you those that that you are so different now. And they are like, uh, you know, they're the they're the ones that sometimes come to you and say, man, look, I've got this going on, you need to pray for me. Or <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, I <clears throat> I, I can't do nothing. I can't pray for you, but I mean, all you have to do is accept the Lord Jesus as your Savior, and then you've got the same communication I did. That's right. But it's I've had to have some of my friends in the situations with families and text me, call me, pray for me, you know. Like, I will. Are you going to do it with safety yeah. in your heart with safety yeah it's not that root has any better access than, than you do right no way. it's like Mary's sorry to show me what we
2: came to we don't give anybody a but all of a sudden we're in the house we're like did you notice when the non-liberal was saying something I go, oh thanks God they said they always say "Bring the drug. and they don't believe it. <laughs> Thanks, God.
0: Yeah, right, right. But they'll say, uh, "Well, the
1: universe, you know, must want me to go in this direction." That's what I hear a lot now. I love that one. I'm like, really? <laughs> Sarcastically. I, really <laughs> I think the real prophet for that. Yeah. What that? Yeah, yeah. to become. <laughs> We recognize that the Christian life by itself is boring, we put forth an image. You sure to do a lot of things, um, but not really. Paul said, talked about basically it. explaining it is the Lord, but it's Himself too. He's involved. We have to, we have to make a decision, and and we have to really want to walk close to the Lord. There has to be a fire in our life. That's right, and. Uh, So in the morning of the choir and I do that still to this day. This morning I (laughs) spelled it time and I was reading, I read a whole chapter before I realized I hadn't even opened the prayer. And I had to stop and ask Lord Lord, I really want to understand this verse. I really want I want you to be the Lord of my life and I really want to follow you and help me because it's very
2: I'm
1: easily, easily self-centered. Did you hear what he
0: said? I know we had a lot of chatter and <laughs> distractions, but let's just close with with this idea because this is a good place. When it comes to our application ourselves. Um, you have to persist, in, it's easy. We're in Sunday school, everybody's nodding. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, preach it uh, tomorrow. I think you got to live this. You live this. No. Like I said, don't just tattoo it on your chest or put it as a poster on the wall. Oh, isn't that wonderful? this has got to be something that's in your heart out when it's hard when it's hard when that moment of temptation is in front of you you really want to say that little bit of gossip you know or or tell it a little lie you know make yourself look better or or not speak the truth in a situation when you should or not extend forgiveness to somebody that you should that's when this counts right remember remember the lord and he does forgive us when we fall down Uh, he does, he's going to do that with Peter, but, um, but we continue to strive to see him as our example and what follow him. He's been there. He knows what that temptation is like. And you have a priest who can stand and sympathize. Right. Heavenly father, I stand up here and I'm saying this and I'm worried because I want to face tomorrow. Um, Maybe worries a long word, but, but there's a sense in which uh, now that we know this, we're held accountable to it. Not that we didn't know before, but it's a good reminder that it um, is. This simple coming in, follow me. Follow me. So simple. Just two words, and yet so profound. And we have no strength. Like Peter, uh, um, who models this so well for us, before the Holy Spirit came, we tried and failed and failed very spectacularly. Uh, Not just with his mouth, but with his sword as well, and and, and all kinds of things. Very determined, just like we are. Yeah, I'm going to follow the Lord, and I throw the stick in the fire, and I give my little testimony. And and the next day, five minutes later, not even the next day, we're already failing. We thank you that you are patient with us. You've given us your Holy Spirit, and we are growing. If we're yours in Christ, we are growing. As you say, you're going to say in chapter 15, uh, you take the word and you prune out those things that that uh, are in the way so that we may bear more fruit. We may look less like what we used to be and more like our shepherd. Amen. Amen. And we pray for your blessing on our time this morning. Thank you for our dear brother Bruce Amen. and the ministry you've given him and Margie and just all of that and the family, Lord. And we just, we love them and we look forward to what you have to, to uh, continue on in, in the next service. And we pray you be well pleased, and this evening as well, when we get gathered to be with with uh, Adam as well in fellowship with him. Thank you for the rich blessings that we have in Christ uh, through the gospel. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.